What's up, what's up, what's up? This is God's Glory Podcast. This is Daniel, a.k.a. Artisan Coats. I got a message for you today. It's a thick one. Um, let's pray in first. Father, I thank you for whoever is tuning in to watch this. Um, Father, let us just release all our preconceived notions. Let us release everything that... um may limit us from receiving all that you have intended us to receive out of this message out of this day wherever we're at wherever you have us i thank you god for the impact um that you have through us you know it, it isn't it isn't it isn't us by ourselves but it's through you that we have the impact that we have the knowledge the wisdom the purpose to to give to others so I thank you for this time and this space and just let it be used how you intended us to uh how you intended us to use it. In Jesus' name, Yahshua Christ's name we pray. Amen. So this message been on my spirit for a minute. Um and God been telling me to give it to you. Um so I'm just being obedient. Uh, you know, sorry for the delay, but you know, I've been uh, working on some things behind the scenes, but all in all, I'm here to get this to you and I don't know exactly what to call the message today. So I'll just start it out with a statement. Um, the authority doesn't belong in your hands. <laughs> and I know a lot of you like what you mean the authority don't belong I'm going to tell you the authority of who God is and the knowledge of who God is doesn't belong in your hands you need to release the authority of who you know God to be you know um, I got this saying and um, I want to impart it to you today submit it to you but a lot of people will walk away from their faith if God really revealed the fullness of who he was. If God revealed to you the fullness of who he was, a lot of people will walk away from their faith. And it's because a lot of people are attached to a religion rather than a relationship. You know, and a lot of people, they walk away from the faith or they 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 switch in faiths or they um or they really limit it from relationship with God because of the knowledge that they hold on to about God. You need to release the authoritative power of who God is never belonged in your hands. God isn't who you say he is. God is who he says he is. I'm going to just let that sit for a little bit. God isn't who you say he is. God is who he says he is. So a lot of us are walking around upon a upon an authoritative power that never belonged in our hands. The authority of the knowledge of who God is doesn't belong in your hands. And meaning that a lot of times it can limit you from who God really is. Because if God wants to reveal a new part of him, which he always wants to do, he always wants to reveal more of him to you. You feel what I'm saying? But if he wants to reveal a new part of him, that authoritative power in you that you have given to yourself, it can sometimes conflict toward the new thing that he wants to impart to you so a lot of times you can keep yourself back from receiving a newness from God a new level of intimacy from God because of what you know or what you think you know really you feel what I'm saying and um that's that's really what that's really what you know were limited the uh, Hebrews later converted to Jews in the wilderness you know what I mean they were led by Shekinah glory you feel what I'm saying God's presence resting down upon and um they were really just expecting God to show up in the same ways that he did before you feel me so um pertaining to the manna 
pertaining to uh pertaining to the food, pertaining to um pertaining to how they were led, you know what I mean? And you really got these people, God's people, who um who are constantly looking back to what God did. Um and they were and they were and they were looking for him to show up in the same ways in the present and he really wanted to show up in a new, more intimate way in their lives. You know, so I just challenge you with the question, uh, is the authoritative is the authoritative power of who God is in your hands or is it or is it in his hands? You know, um I wanna share with you a scripture. Proverbs chapter three verse five. Let's go to that. I got my Bible with me. Let me Proverbs chapter three verse five. And this title, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. My son, do not forget my teaching. Do not forget my teaching. Not your teaching, my teaching. But let your heart keep my commandments. Keep my commandments. For the length of days and the years of life and peace will be added to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Now this is what I want to tune into. Uh, chapter 3 verse 5 of Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways. Matter of fact, let me stop right there. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. Those two lines are conjunction into one sentence for a reason. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, comma, and do not lean on your own understanding. Meaning that leaning on your own understanding can be actually a lack of trust in the Lord. Meaning that leaning on your own understanding <laughs> can actually be a lack of trust in the Lord. What are you leaning towards? How are you leaning? You know what I mean? Are you are you more are you more accepting of man's glory or 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 things before your eyes than you are of the spiritual world unseen? Are you of your Father God? You feel what I'm saying? Like who are you really trusting? Are you trusting in your own understanding or are you trusting in God the Father made accessible through Christ the Son? Trust in the Lord with all your heart, comma. <laughs> Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Where in your life are you like an acknowledgement? You know, a lot of times we apply certain principles to certain areas in our lives. But I, I, uh, it's, it's just saying that every good principle, you can really, you can really, it's like a good plate. You can set it anywhere at the table. You know what I mean? So meaning that every good principle can be applied across all borders. You know, even the people who don't believe in God believe in tithing. And giving to the poor some sort of philanthropy you know what I mean because that's a good principle that can be applied to every spectrum across each border so I want to say is so what I want to uh, say with that is a lot of people apply principles to certain areas of their lives but they don't apply it across the table they don't apply it across the border you know what I mean? Meaning that you acknowledge God in one area, 
But when it comes to acknowledging God in another area, you don't do that. You rather acknowledge yourself or what the world has to say rather than acknowledging God. And this is really the definition of being lukewarm and why the Bible says when you're being transformed, you have to renew your mind. Because a lot of times in the mind, that war takes place between the leaning on the world and the leaning on the Father God. You feel what I'm saying? So a lot of times you can acknowledge God in one area in your life and then be acknowledging and walking in the world in another area of life. And that's not how we should be walking. That's not the walk of faith. You really playing, you really playing hot potato on two different sides. You just bouncing. You got one foot on each side and just bouncing around like that. And you wondering why you lack peace in some areas of your life. You wondering why you feel at unease in certain areas of your life. that's why it says right here it says do not forget my teaching but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you and peace they will add to you you know um It's just scripture, and I, I don't know the exact scripture, so I ain't going to quote it. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to look it up for you, because I want to give you the exact words, so I can get you to be patient with me. I was just reading it yesterday. Matthew 25 29 for to everyone who has more would be given and he will have abundance but from him who has not even what he has will be taken away Matthew chapter 25 verse 29 for to everyone who has will be given will more be given and he will have abundance but from him who has not even what he has will be taken away <laughs> Meaning that <laughs> Something leads to more You know what I mean So I don't want you to feel discouraged If you're not applying principles across the border Or you may Or you may see right now that it is Some areas in your life where you're not acknowledging God But acknowledging the world But I'm here to tell you which of them are you Leaning on You know what I mean It says everybody, everybody who has more would be given you know what I mean? Some more opportunity will be given so you can lean on God rather than the world. More wisdom will be given so you can start walking in more wisdom. You find I'm saying more trust, more whatever it is. But it says to whom who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Meaning that it's a constant war between what you have and what you don't have what you lack lack leads to more lack abundance leads to more abundance and these two sides are pressing against each other trying to get you which is in the middle you feel what I'm saying and, I, and, I, and I'm speaking in pictures now but picture these two sides lack and abundance you know and both of them want you and so they pulling your arms each and every way and one side leads to more of what that side provides so abundance leads to more abundance lack leads to more lack you feel what I'm saying and the more you tread on one side the more it's going to lead to you feel what I'm saying so lack it's going to lead to more lack and abundance is going to lead to more abundance. You feel what I'm saying? So it's a constant war. 
in the spiritual plane after you. You feel what I'm saying? It's after you and it's, and it's been that way. It's been that way since this world was established and man was placed in it to manage um, to manage the abundance that God had uh, given him. You know what I mean? But let's continue. Let's continue the scripture. I just wanted to give you I wanted to impart that to you. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. He will make straight your paths. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 7. Be wise not in your own eyes. <laughs> it's the second part to that sentence but I want to I want to stop right there. Be wise, not in your own eyes. And this goes back to the authoritative power. Be wise, not in your own eyes. The authoritative, and I'm going to keep on saying this to this part, to this episode in. The authoritative power of who God is does not belong in your hands. Be wise, not in your own eyes. And you got a lot of people who standing on business, who standing on knowledge that didn't even come from God, but it comes from them. And they're confusing intimacy with their selves in their flesh I should say not even their selves they're confusing intimacy with their flesh they're confusing it between intimacy from God the creator you feel what I'm saying and that's why a lot of these people who ain't filled with the Holy Spirit is saying that God is within because they have made their flesh they have made their selves their own God of their selves you see what I'm saying? People have made their flesh their own God of themselves. People have made their their perspectives and their own wisdom their own God of themselves. Of themselves. You feel what I'm saying? And these people ain't filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, if you feel with the Holy Spirit, you feel what I'm saying? God does reside in you. You know what I mean? That's a part of the good news. When Jesus left, he sent the Holy Spirit down. You know what I mean? That's a part of the good news. But... You got people who are not filled with the Holy Spirit. Believing that God resides in them. And this is and this is because the authoritative power of who God is isn't in God's hands in their life. It's in their own hands. Or they place it in another man's hands. That is so good. That is so good. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He 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 reminded me of a conversation I was having with uh, my sister and her friend. And more people hold in higher regard a preacher rather than the Holy Spirit. You hold in higher regard something that a preacher says. Rather than the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can be whispering something to you all week. But when a preacher say it. It's like. That's that's when. More people are more intimate with. Man than they are with. God. I want to share with you a scripture actually. <laughs> I'm share with y'all these scriptures. But I do man. I want to share with you a scripture. Uh, this is something that Jesus said. patient with me I'm trying to remember it what is it in John
Joseph John. Right here. This is John chapter 5. Um, verses 39 through 47. Matter of fact, I want to give you John chapter 5, verses 30 through 47. And it's titled, Witnesses to Jesus. He said, I can do nothing on my own. Who? Jesus, the Son of God, Christ said, I can do nothing on my own. Not even his authoritative power of his own action was in his own hands. Even though he was the reincarnation and the son of God, Christ, the Savior, he said, I can do nothing on my own. But you have this state in the world right now where everybody's striving for this independence. And even Christ, the son in heaven, it says when he is lifted up to heaven, it says he still needs the father. Right here in chapter five, verse 19, Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing on his own accord, but only what he sees the father doing. Meaning that the begotten son of God, even in the heavens, even on earth, still depends on God the father. Yet we think we have, we have this sense of urgency and this mindset of independence on this earth. I want to tell you something. It don't matter what pinnacles you reach on this earth or in the heavens. If the son need the father on, on earth and in the heavens, you need the father on earth and in the heavens. It ain't no level that you can reach to where dependency on the father will not be needed. I want to impart that to you. Dang, both of these verses good. Should I start from up here? I'm going to start from up here. I'm going to be obedient. So Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I said, and this is John chapter 5, verse 19. I'm going to be going from verse 19 all the way through 47. So Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing on his own accord but only what he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does, that the son does likewise. For the father loves the son and shows him all that he himself is doing. Jesus couldn't even move. Jesus didn't even know what the father was doing until he showed him. The authoritative power of what the Father was doing or who the Father was wasn't in Jesus' hands. It was in the Father's hands. It was in God's hands. Where's yours? For the Father loves the Son and shows him all that he himself is doing. And greater works than these he will show him so that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whom he will. <laughs> the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son. That all who honor the Son, just so all may honor the Son, just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have father in himself 
and ha- and, ha- <laughs> and he has given him authority and God has given the son authority to execute judgment John chapter 5 verse 30 witnesses to Jesus this is what I was supposed to read in the first place and I got caught up my fault not my fault because somebody needs to receive that verse 30 I can do nothing on my own as I hear I judge and my judgment is just why is his judgment just he said because he hears who does he hear from and this is Christ talking who does he hear from he's hearing from God the father (laughs) I can do nothing on my own as I hear I judge and my judgment is just is your judgment just is your judgment on who God is just what makes it just you say justice that it came from God the father not that it came from not that it came from uh the preacher even though if they led by the Holy Spirit it came from it's supposed to come from God the father not that it came from the flesh not that it came from the people who trying to convince you that Christianity is indoctrinated you feel what I'm saying which in a, in a sense every religion is indoctrinated it's about relationship but that doesn't take away from the power of Christ the son and the realness and the reality of Christ the son there is a Messiah and he has come in the flesh before what I'm saying but not all that not what the world is trying to convince you what are you getting from God the father a lot of people are letting the world lead them away from faith and relationship with God you feel what I'm saying and in turn they build up relationship with the flesh and call it intimacy with God. And that's really like a uh what they call it? Is it like Hellenistic? What religion is that? Uh that sensual that sensual that sensual spirit that came around like in like the <laughs> in the medieval arts time or something like that, but all in all to say who are you following? Are you following yourself? Who are you hearing from? Are you hearing from yourself? Or are you hearing from God the Father? Do you even hear God the Father? Can you even communicate with God the Father? I talk to God the Father every day. And I know his voice. Are you even able to hear his voice and have conversation with him? Are you giving him the time to speak? Or are you just praying and saying what you need to say and then you going about your way? About your way, not his way. Are y'all talking? Are y'all having conversation with each other or are you just talking? Is it one-sided? How can you have a relationship with God, the Father, your creator, if you're not even giving him the space to speak? How can you have relationship or knowledge of God the Father when you don't even know his voice let me keep on going um I'm gonna start from verse 30 again I'm gonna gonna get through this (laughs) I can do nothing on my own as I hear I judge and my judgment is just because I seek not my own will but the will of him who sent me because I see the son, Christ the son, ain't seek his own will. He sought the will of him who sent him. Man. Who was that? <laughs> if I alone bear witness about myself, my testimony is not true. There was another who bears witness about me. And I know that the testimony that he bears about me is true. You know, a lot of men, they self-proclaimed. They bear witness about themselves.
they bear witness about themselves. And man is more, man leans more toward that than they do than God's witnessing about him. I'm trying to say the scripture to the end because it's a scripture that, um, I'm going to just give it to you because it's on my spirit. And this is later on in John chapter 5. Um, I'm going to start from verse 38. And he says, And you do not have his word remaining in you, for you do not believe the one that he has sent. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And it is the scriptures that bear witness about me. This is Christ talking. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. I do not receive glory from people. But I know that you do not have the love of God within you. I have come in my father's name and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, you will receive him. How can you believe when you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? Mm. Mm. You're more receptive to man's glory than you are to God's glory. I had to let that sit. You are more receptive to man's glory than you are to God's glory. You know the kingdom of heaven ain't gonna look like what a lot of people think it's gonna look like. You know, according to the world standards, the wisest and all that, nah. The kingdom of heaven ain't gonna look like that. It's the scripture that says that uh Jesus rejoiced. You feel what I'm saying? He said he rejoiced after the after the uh the disciples that he sent off. Was it like the seventy two or something? That he sent off when they came back and says that in the same hour he rejoiced, saying that thank you, uh thanking the Father for his will, that he will make the secrets of heaven known, these secrets known to little children rather than the wise. It's another scripture that says that um, the kingdom of heaven is like it compared it to a mustard seed. But then later on, it, it compared it to um, three measures of leaven that was put in flour. And then um, later on, it was it was spread out throughout the whole substance. The kingdom of heaven, Jesus, Jesus rejoiced not at the wise that these secrets were made known to the wives, the Pharisees, the the educated, but that these secrets were made known to little children. That's what he said. The kingdom of heaven ain't gonna look like what you think. You feel what I'm saying? It's another scripture that says that for they do not know me, which is why they don't know you. It don't go exactly like that, but I'm just paraphrasing. For they do not know me, which is why they don't know you. You don't know the son, which is why you don't know the father. But you don't know me because you don't know the son. The kingdom of heaven ain't going to look like what you think. It's another scripture that says that. um, It was talking about the faith of a centurion. And it says that uh, the centurion who wasn't even a believer says that he had more faith than all the children of Israel, which were the people of God. It says that he came to Jesus and asked him to heal uh, somebody in his household. And Jesus was like, shall I come and heal him? He was like, no, I'm unworthy of you to come into my household but I too am a man of authority he says I have uh, soldiers under me and I tell them to go and they go and I tell the servants to come and they come you feel what I'm saying this said Jesus marveled at this man who 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 didn't even who had the faith he said he marveled at this man and turned to his own disciples and his own people and said truly I tell you that nobody in Israel has the faith that this man has And he said, go, let it be according to your faith. And it says that the person in his household who was sick was healed at that very second. It's a scripture that says that the prostitutes and the tax collectors were getting to heaven before the sons of the kingdom do. 
It says that truly I tell you that many from east and west will come in and recline at the table of God while the sons of the kingdom will be in the place where, where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth, meaning hell. Ain't that crazy? Ain't that crazy? How in the kingdom of heaven there might be more Gentiles in there than sons of God? The scripture it says sons of the kingdom. It didn't say like Gentiles. It says sons of the kingdom. So these are the people who are supposed to be the sons of the kingdom in the place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. Heaven ain't going to look like what you think it's going to look like. <laughs> it ain't. What is your authoritative power of who God is lie? Is it in the hands of man, yourself, or is it in the hands of God? Is God to you who somebody else says he is? What doctrine says he is? What who you says he is? Who the, who the false propagandic, who the false propagandic, um, people trying to convince you that it came through slavery says he is. <laughs> like, who, who is God to you? If you don't stand on nothing, you'll fall for anything. It's a scripture that says, I'm, and I'm paraphrasing, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm paraphrasing these, but it says that those who left were never of me, because it says if they were of me, they would never have left. So meaning that you was never really walking, and 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 I and I, and I submit this to you. But was you ever really walking with God? If you say you left him. Was you ever really walking in the faith? If you say you left it. Because if you was truly walking with God or walking with the faith. what this world says about who you know personally wouldn't affect your relationship. Like, that's like me being with somebody. That's like me being with somebody. Me, me and me and my boy chilling, right? And he at my house. He spent the night at my house. And then somebody hit me up the next morning like, Yo, I just seen your boy. I just seen your boy out at the gas station. He was robbing somebody. I know that he lying because my boy spent the night at my house. It's a certain knowing and confidence that comes from intimacy with the father that can't be shaken when you have a relationship with him. That's why nobody can't tell me who God is or who he ain't is. You feel what I'm saying? Because God says who he is. And, and I'm able to receive that because I have a relationship with the Father. I know that God ain't who I say he is. You feel what I'm saying? It says that when, when, when Jesus returned, it says that we what it say? It say that, and I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> yeah, I'm in paraphrase game, but I'm paraphrasing. It says that we will be like him because we see who he is. Meaning that when this, when when the Son of Man returns, when Jesus, Yahshua Christ returns, how many of us will recognize him when he returns in his full glory? How many of us will recognize him? It said that Moses atop the mountain of Sinai. When the presence of God rested upon that mountain. 
I'm going to leave it right there because I want you to read. But it's in the story of Moses. I just want you to know that. The fullness thereof. Ain't what you think it is. So I suggest you submit your authority. Of your knowledge of him. Back into his hands. So that you may receive him for who he truly is. There is another who bears witness about me. And I know that the testimony he hears about me is true. You sent to John and he has bore witness to the truth. Not that the testimony that I receive is from man. But I say these things so that you may be saved. Because we receive testimony from man. Before we receive testimony from God. Not that the testimony that I receive is from man, but I say these things so that you may be saved. He was a burning and shining lamp and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. But the testimony that I have is greater than that of John. The testimony that God has is greater than the testimony of man. But you won't know that unless you have a relationship with God. For the works of the for the works that the Father has given me to accomplish, the very works that I am doing bear witness about me that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me has himself borne witness about me. His voice you have never heard. His form you have never seen. And you do not have his word abiding in you. Abiding means to remain. You do not have his word remaining in you. For you do not believe the one whom he has sent. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And it is they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may live and have life. I do not receive glory from people. I know that, but I do know that you do not have the love of God within you. I have come in my father's name and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, you will receive him. How can you believe when you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? Do not think that I will accuse you to the father. There was one who accuses you, Moses, on whom you have set your hope. For if you believed Moses, you would believe me. For he wrote of me, but you do not believe his writings. So how you will believe, so how will you believe my words? What are you really standing on, man? Like, we in the times now where the truth gonna be revealed. Whatever said in the dark gonna come to the light. Whatever said in the secret place gonna be shouted on the rooftops. So what are you really standing on, bro? Like you got all these people who say they standing on the faith. They they walking in the way. They got relationship with God, but they constantly being led astray. And it's apparent. And not only are they leading people straight, but they're spreading that falsehood and causing others to lead astray. But how can you be led astray when you have true relationship with the Father? And you got people who, who don't have true relationship with the Father, so that's why they're going from one faith to another. That's why they're leaving the faith. If God revealed the fullness of who he was, would you even recognize him? 
God revealed the fullness of who he was, would you stand on that same religion that you learned from man? Faith ain't about religion. It's about relationship. I'd rather walk with God my creator than walk with doctrine. And this is not to belittle doctrine. Because indeed doctrine is... God is my foundation. Faith is my foundation. But doctrine is a supporting evidence of my foundation. So a lot of times these people ain't got a foundation, but they're trying to build a house. These people ain't got a foundation, but they're trying to learn principle and stand on principle. And they end up slipping, they end up falling because you can't stand on principle without having a relationship with the Father. You see, it's my relationship with the Father that guides me through that guides me through these scriptures, revealing its true meaning to me, telling me where to go, arising questions in my soul that I can lift up to the Creator, and He tells me that's what that means for real. And that's why you can't have authority of who God is in your own hands. Because your knowledge isn't sufficient enough to understand something so omnipotent and omnipresent. How could you ever leave authority of understanding of the creator in your hands? You're the creation. You're the creation. How could you surmount the creator to the creation, to the mind of the creation? That's why you got people around here calling the universe God. The universe ain't God. The universe is the creation of God. Stop limiting him to your mind. If he was limited to your mind and your own understanding, would he be God? What's that scripture that says, uh, What is it? It's John. It's John 21. Let me go to John 21. It says John 21 verse 25. Now there are also many other things that Jesus did. Were every one of them to be written, I suppose that the world itself could not, could not contain the books that would be written. Now there are also many thing, many other things that Jesus did. Were every one of them to be written, I suppose the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. If the world can contain the whole, the surmount of the, all of the things that Jesus did, if the world can contain it. Why you think your mind can contain it? Your understanding can contain it? It's more than 7 billion people on this planet. With extra space. And if the world can't contain all that. Jesus had did. On this earth. What makes you think your single mind can? This Bible that I got, it's not my relationship with God, but it is supporting evidence, guidance, and help in my relationship with God. God uses this Bible in our relationship, but it's not the totality of my relationship. 
It's not the totality of who he is. We just read that. It's not the totality of who he is. All the works that he's did that he did on this earth isn't even recorded in this book. It's not the totality of who he is. So if you don't have a relationship with God, yet you're coming to this. You're coming to principle. The Holy Bible, you're coming to principle. No reason why you have a partial perspective of who he is. No reason why you're lacking relationship. Because how you're supposed to read this Bible, how you're supposed to read this book is the Holy Spirit guiding you through it. You're supposed to read this book together with the Lord as he teach you, not separate from the Lord. Stop limiting God to who you say he is, to who you think he is. Stop living in God to old ways he taught, to old ways he spoke and led you. Learn to be a vessel that receives not one who dictates how he receives. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back. Learn to be the vessel. Learn to be a vessel that receives. Not one who dictates how he receives. Mm. How many people were led astray? How many people walked away from Jesus? Because his sayings were hard Because they didn't understand how he talked in parables Or How were you dictating how you receiving from God Are you a vessel that receives Or Are you dictating how you receive It's a difference I ain't gonna keep you here too much longer. I'm gonna share with you one more verse though. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 7 through 9. Isaiah chapter 55. Verse 7 through 9. I'm turning toward in my Bible. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, that he may have compassion on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts I'm going to read that again Isaiah 55 verse 7 through 9 let the wicked forsake his way and the righteous man his thoughts let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon for my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are my ways your ways declares the Lord for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts leave who he is in his hands you just prep yourself to receive who he is 
I get this message to you today not to come to you judging, pointing out. No, I give you this message as a warning. I give you this message as a as a call to relinquish your attempts, your dictating mentality that dictates how you receive from the Father, that controls your knowledge of the Father. Because what it's doing is it's not only affecting your relationship with the Father, but it's affecting others' relationship with the Father because you're spreading that perspective around. If you don't have knowledge of God that can't help somebody in their relationship with God, how about we just stay silent for a season? You know, because we don't want what we say to impact another's. Now they're affected for life over something that only impacted you for a season. So you have to know when to share and know when to be quiet. So I submit this message to you. Not as a call of judgment, but as a call to repentance. And if you feel like it's any way in which you have controlled your perspective of God or have kept the authoritative knowledge of who God is in any area of your life, then we're gonna close out in a prayer and I'ma and I'ma lead you and I'ma lead you in prayer and um we're gonna ask for forgiveness together. So God, we come to you today humbly, not as dictators, but as children. We give you back the control of who you say you are. We give you back the control because it belongs in your hands. We aren't meant to uphold the mantle of who you are but we're meant and we're called to be vessels to receive and to impart what we receive from you so we ask for forgiveness we repent from any ways that we strived from any ways that we held on to that conflicted with who you said you were that conflicted to the ways that you were trying to guide us. And for and for those of us who have walked away from the faith of God, we come to you again. Asking for true and intimate relationship with you. Not religion, not doctrine, but true relationship with you, the Father. Knowing that we can only have true relationship with you through Christ the Son who has came and died for our sins. And so for those people, repeat after me. Father, I believe that Christ the Son died for our sins. I believe he is the Messiah that has come in the flesh. And that he shed his blood so that I may be cleansed. I come to you this day as a believer that Christ is your son. As a believer that he died for my sins. And that he is the savior that has come for our salvation. Thank you, Lord, for true and intimate relationship with you. For, for the Holy Spirit that comes from you. And we ask for the Holy Spirit to come to us, into us, to guide us unto you. 
It's in Jesus' name, Yeshua Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Again, I don't know what the call is, but I just end off with the statement that I started off with. Whose hands is the authoritative power in? So yes, I submit that to you today. I impart it to you. Again, this is God's glory. I love you. Thank you for tuning in. I hope the Holy Spirit and the Father guides you to everything that you need to receive and that you were intended to receive out of this. This is Daniel Coates, a.k.a. Artisan Coates. Love, love, love. I. Right.